How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. On a beautiful Friday afternoon, Carton and Roberts, Craig is off, but we are joined by a famous gentleman and a gentleman who hates the Jets. <laughs> Which I find fascinating. Uh, the great Jerry Ferrara joins us today. Jerry, thank you very much for sitting in for Craig today. You know, it's wonderful to be here. Obviously, I'm a New York kid, so this place means a lot to me. But also, like, this was the first year I didn't actually, like, hate the Jets as much. Well, as much. They may be testing you because I don't know if you saw this, but Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson said, we want Aaron Rodgers so much. They're like me. I feel like I'm very similar, uh, minus the athleticism, as those three guys. They decided we are so desperate for Aaron Rodgers. We're going to burn the cheese head that Sauce took from the game last year. We're going to call him A-Rodge over and over again. And we're basically going to send this video out to the world into the ethos because we're so desperate for Aaron Rodgers. And I got to tell you, I love every second of it. Now, here's my question for you, my my Jet fan friend. Uh, do you think they went rogue here? Or is this also maybe management say, like, yeah, you know what? Make the video. <laughs> or did they go completely rogue, independent agents. They went completely rogue. Agree. <laughs> and maybe this will piss you off because this just happened. Sauce Gardner, and I love, I, how do you not love Sauce Gardner? Like, what kind of human being are you to not just love this man? He, about an hour ago, tweets out a picture of him FaceTiming with another individual. That individual, Odell Beckham Jr., so I'm in on the cheesehead burning. Does that make you start to say someone, let's maybe go talk to him and see like what's going on? Are we going to know who he's talking to or about every day until moves are made? Yes. I think, it- I think right now Sauce Gardner and Breeze and Garrett are going through the same thing everyone else is going through. We want to know what the hell's going to happen. Like, and trust me, I know that it sucks that we're sitting here on a Friday and there's no answer to the Aaron Rodgers question. But they're doing what we're all doing. They're waiting bated breath to find out, is Aaron Rodgers coming to New York? And they want him. And to me, that means something. Because there's been a debate amongst Jet fans, non-Jet fans, and we'll find out where you stand on this, where they shouldn't be going after him, or they should be going after him. Well, the roster in one loud voice is making it clear how they feel, which is Aaron Rodgers is the answer. Go get his ass. I just hope it doesn't backfire. And what I mean by that is, if it, for whatever reason, doesn't work out with Rodgers. Now, say you are like, all right, it's the Jimmy G era, or we're bringing Mike White back. You know a big part of the young core of that team wanted Aaron Rodgers in the building. And now you're like, hey, guys, uh, I'm not Aaron, but here I am. Is that going to be weird if it's Jimmy G walking through that door? Bro, we, we are in a world now, and we've all had this in life, where we have talked ourselves into something so amazing that if it doesn't happen... It's just going to suck. 
And I think for me, for a lot of Jet fans, and certainly for those guys, if they don't end up with Aaron Rodgers, no matter what else they do this offseason, it's going to be very, very difficult to capture the excitement that those guys and Jet fans have right now because, and you tell me if I'm right about this, Aaron Rodgers gives them the best chance to win a championship, and those guys know it. Again, for the first time ever watching a year not absolutely rooting against the Jets and hating on them because I their te- like I enjoyed their team so much. They were so much fun to watch, minus the quarterback play. You just look around in the AFC. If you want to compete, I'm sorry. I love Jimmy G. I, I thought Mike White was frisky last year. You have to take the swing. It has to be on that level because if you want to compete with Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, if the Chargers ever know how to hold on to a lead, Trevor Lawrence is ascending, you need that. If it was the NFC... I'd say, all right, maybe you're okay with Jimmy G. I agree. Maybe you're okay with Mike White. It's the AFC. It's different. Do you it's think different. I should burn a Brett Favre jet jersey? Do you think that would be like something we as fans can do that will be our way of doing what Brees and Garrett Wilson and Sauce did? Like, what can we burn as Jet fans to equal the cheesehead burning of the great Sauce Gardner? That's the funny part of this whole thing. I, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, always have been. Like, you don't know what it's going to be that's going to make him be say, all right, yeah, let's do it. You just don't know what he's looking for. You know, is he going to live in Manhattan? Is he going to live in the suburbs? Where is he going to be if he comes? You just don't know. But if you're looking, just keeping it football, he has to be looking at that roster saying, yeah, if Brees Hall is healthy and those weapons, like, let's go. He and has to be saying that. He also has to be saying, wait a second, this could be my only option. And it's kind of crazy that it looks that way, but it does right now, that the Green Bay Packers don't want him back. And I sort of understand why. They've had him for a million years. They drafted Jordan Love a couple years ago. They want to find out if Jordan Love's the answer. And right now, and I think the reason why the Jets are the one team interested is because they're the one team that feels like they're legitimately a quarterback away. I don't think there's any other team in the NFL that can honestly look at their roster and say, hey, if we had Aaron Rodgers, we're a contender. I think the Jets are doing that. They look at their roster and say, add Aaron Rodgers, we've got a shot. But Aaron may be in a position where, and I think this is what's holding it up. Because there's a part of me, Jerry, that's nervous that the longer this drags out, the greater chance it is that it's going to blow up. Someone comes in last minute, all of a sudden there's another suitor that appears magically. And also... It's the Jets, meaning luck has never really been fully on It really your side. hasn't. It really hasn't. Since Joe Namath made that guarantee, there's no such thing as luck. Why do you hate the Jets, by the way? You're a Giant fan. You're fat and happy. I don't mean physically. I mean you've won championships. Yeah, and it's not a hatred like I would say maybe I have for the Mets, and that's a whole different story. The Mets? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to address that coming up. I guess I guess I walked right into that one. <laughs> uh, my hatred for the Jets is just because of the Jet fans I grew up I grew up in Brooklyn, just outside of Bensonhurst, right. which is like a neutral territory. It's not devoted to one team. It could be your, your group of friends could have a lot of Jets fans, could have a lot of Giants. I had predominantly Jets fans in my life. And they were obnoxious. Some of them are texting me right now. It's going to be amazing that you're going WFAN and Aaron Rodgers is going to sign today. Like That's the texts I'm getting. So they, they drove me to this. The hatred. So it's our fault is what you're saying. Of course. <laughs> of course. What I'm curious because I guess I understand why I would be obnoxious or Beningo would be obnoxious. But what specifically did we talk trash about? Not us specifically, but like we've won nothing. True. Like, what the hell has the Jet fan said to you when you were growing up in Brooklyn? And I'm trying to do some math quickly in my head. So you're growing up in Brooklyn in the mid-90s? It's a lot of Testaverde. It's a lot of Chad Pennington, right. Curtis, our, Curtis Martin. Also known as our glory days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The good times. The good. We'll call it the good times. Uh, you know, I could sum it up like this, and I'll try not to take too much on this. But I love 
the optimism of any fan. Like, I'm a Knicks fan. Right. And I'm optimistic. So that tells you where my reality is. I always felt that my Jet fan friends were always super optimistic about how this is going to be our year and this guy's going to do this and you watch. This is our time. The optimism never matched the realism for me as a kid. And also, like I said, I was outnumbered. They and the Giants. Yes, we have Super Bowls. We've also seen some downtimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is also the Dave Brown era I'm yes. talking about. So yes. it wasn't always roses for us either in like from 90 to 2000. So is this fake optimism from us, though? Because I've heard that from a few people that you're not a Super Bowl contender if you add Aaron Rodgers. I genuinely think they're in the mix. It doesn't mean I think they would win a Super Bowl or they're better than Kansas City or Buffalo and Cincinnati. But they, to me, by trading for Aaron Rodgers, and obviously there's more work to do in the offseason, but by just doing that, to me, we're in the mix. Is that the phony optimism of Jet fans from the past? It's the exact reason why I have not hated on them that pa- this past season, this whole offseason, because I believe for the first time in a very long time, maybe you could say some moments of the Sanchez era potentially, I think the optimism matches the realism. I think that is a real team. I think they are a quarterback away from, do I put them ahead of Mahomes and Burrow? Certainly not. But are they in the conversation for being first? Like, could he, could they do what the Jaguars did this year? Right. Absolutely. And then when you get to that point, it doesn't matter. Just get there. Right. Anything could happen. Well, look, one just thing, get there. One thing I've heard is, well, Aaron Rodgers loses championship games at home. Okay, I don't know what the hell a championship game at home is. Like, what is that? Are you actually allowed to make a championship game and host it? Like, I'm not familiar with that concept. So if Aaron Rodgers is able to pull that off for the New York Jets, that's something I've never seen. I think Aaron Rodgers, I'm a big Sopranos fan, right? And obviously I'm a TV guy. That's kind of been my whole career to this point. There's a scene in the Sopranos where Tony grabs Chris by the collar and says, look, you don't have to love me, but you will respect me. Right. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is saying. If he comes to the Jets, like, yeah, you don't have to love me. Yeah, I lose games at home. Fine. You are going to respect what I've done to this point. And I'm sorry, everyone in the AFC, I can't believe you got me over here sticking up for the Jets. You're a <laughs> slick one. You're a slick dude. I think the Jets are a real threat if Aaron Rodgers comes. Now, and I can't see- believe I'm saying that on these airwaves. It pains me. Now, let's see how slick I am. What if I told you I have audio of Aaron Rodgers talking about joining the New York Jets? Exclusive audio that I may have found on social media. You want to hear it? I would love to. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers talking about joining the Jets. When I saw Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson burn the cheese head, I knew all was right in the world. The dark retreat was worth it, and becoming a New York Jet was destiny. Can you believe that? He's come clean! That you know, we were all waiting to hear that. What a great that's a great break for, for, for the for the station. That's great. That's a great break. Dude, this is an AI, obviously. It's an AI of Aaron Rodgers. And when I first saw it, I thought for a second, holy crap, that sounds like Aaron Rodgers. It was good AI. And he's crazy enough to say that. Is he not crazy enough to all of a sudden just release a video of saying, boy, that cheese head convinced me I can't wait to join the New York Jets? Like, if that came out today in the next four hours, would that stun you? Not at all. And at the very least, you know he certainly has seen all the Sauce Gardner videos. Oh, you're damn right. He's seen them probably multiple times. So, uh, look, also, it's nice to feel that someone wants you. Yeah. To feel one, because... I, you could say the Packers want him, or they did, and like obviously that history. But also, when you look at the moves they've made over the past few years, and just I get it. Look, they showed him the love, they gave him the money, and that's why the roster maybe didn't match where the talent level could have been because they gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of the, of the money. They did. You know, you could talk about Devontae Adams left because yeah, Aaron Rodgers got the money, but it's just nice 
to want it, to be wanted. And the Jets certainly have put that out no there doubt. on blast. No doubt. So here's my concern, and I alluded to it before. And I've always thought this way, like with trades and sports and even free agent signings. The longer something drags out, the more worried you get. And you tell me if this is a Hollywood thing, too. Like, the more you haven't heard from, who auditions you, I guess? Who, uh, casting directors, directors, producers. Yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. The longer you don't hear from Spielberg, the more you say, this isn't going to happen. The longer a trade doesn't go through, the longer the Nets didn't hire Ime Yudoka, the longer it didn't happen, the more I start to say, holy crap, the longer the Knicks didn't acquire Donovan Mitchell, <sighs> I said, uh-oh. This may fall apart. I was going to say that to you. Is this potentially your version of Donovan Mitchell? Right? Like, yes. If he goes somewhere, if it doesn't happen. It'd be kicking the ball. This is the Jets version of Donovan Mitchell. Well, when Donovan was traded to Cleveland, did it feel like a kick in the groin? Worse. It felt worse. <laughs> it was worse. Because, and look, also, there was no way to know the Knicks would potentially be a five-seed, nine-game winning streak. That was not the outlook of this team, especially if you look at all the sports books over-unders on their win total. Right, right. That was not the expectation. So it's easy now to say... You were okay without Donovan Mitchell, but I will say, if you put him on this team They're that's currently constructed, well, and yeah, maybe we're missing RJ and Grimes or Obi or whatever, it's it's a real threat. Well, what's crazy sometimes is that, and this is just the way my brain works, I don't know if I speak for everybody, the longer there's a transaction that's out there, the longer you just accept, like, oh my God, this is really going to happen, and the more painful it makes it if you don't get the guy. Like, I understand people listening right now, because I feel the same way. We're all sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We all are. But it's the number one story in sports. It's the number one story here because it's important, because it's big, because it's huge. And the longer it drags out, two things. A, the longer it becomes painful if he doesn't come here. But the more I get concerned and the more I start to wonder, well, what's the holdup? Because the evidence starts to point that Green Bay's done with him and the Jets clearly want him. So it comes down to one simple thing. Does Aaron Rodgers want to play for the New York Jets? And it worries me that the longer he thinks about that, the more time he has to say, the Jets? <laughs> no thanks. And that scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I'm i with you. And I've really been racking my brains about, because look, in my world, in the acting world, the equivalent is, you know, I've been up for parts where I've been told, okay, you're the guy, you're getting the offer, it's coming. And it's like Monday, Tuesday, no offer comes. And someone else enters into the mix. It's like, oh, we didn't right. know this person was available. We got to rethink this. And, of course, I don't get the part. That's what's happened a million times. I don't know. You're, like you said earlier, who's the who's the team that's going to come out of nowhere? And we wouldn't hear about I think you'd hear about teams taking themselves out of the market. Yeah. yeah. There may be a team lying in wait covertly that you don't my, know about. I don't know who it is, though. My biggest fear is just Green Bay decides, you know what? F it, let's run it back. I don't think you can. Do, can you really do that? They've basically said, we're okay with you leaving. We're fine with it. We want And we want to help you out the door. Yeah, we we're letting to, you talk to another team. I, I just don't see that. I don't see how that could make. I mean, it would take a lot of mending of fences for that to happen. Now, the other thing that's going on is Odell Beckham Jr. We mentioned Odell because for some reason, Sauce Gardner put that picture out of them <laughs> FaceTiming. So Odell Beckham Jr. is doing a workout today in which a lot of teams are going to watch him. The Giants are going to watch him. And I was thinking about it after Sauce Gardner made the comment last night on his video stream that this is going to be a package deal, that other guys are going to come. And often over the last few weeks, people have asked me, have you learned your lesson, Evan? And I want to say very loudly, I have not learned any lessons from the failures of the Brooklyn Nets. If Aaron Rodgers wants Odell Beckham Jr., bring his ass home. Like, I, And you know what? You can slap me around for saying this. 
I'm a sellout. I'm so desperate for winning. If Aaron Rodgers wants Odell Beckham Jr., bring him in. If Aaron Rodgers wants Jordy freaking Nelson, <laughs> bring him in. If Aaron Rodgers wants Randall Cobb or James Jones, bring them in. If Aaron Rodgers wants your ass lining up in the slot, go suit up for the Jets. I got a lot of wiggle left still. I got a lot of wiggle left. First of all, you said something blasphemous. Bring him home. Bring him home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, New York, sure. Yeah. Jet, that's not Jets locker room's not home. Same stadium. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's different locker rooms. Maybe. I don't even know. Probably the same lock. I don't even know how it works over there. That's different, different rooms. That stadium's a disaster. I don't even know how oh. the locker rooms work. Amen. We agree on that. That is blasphemous that you said bring him home and you were alluding to the Jets. Yeah. Now, you have me. Odell, sure. If Aaron Rodgers is a big Odell fan, wants to play with him, I get it. But you lose me when you start saying, if he wants Randall Cobb, bring him. Because like then you're going to be in the same situation where, yeah, you got the guy, and now the roster is his roster. You have a great roster. You don't, you don't need Randall Cobb. You don't even need Odell necessarily. And I, look, with Odell would come some other discussions potentially. Yeah, but Dude, if, if this was a discussion, let's say the Jets signed Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously the Giants re-upped with Daniel Jones, and we're having a legitimate Odell discussion. Yes. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'd say, you know what? Stay away. Like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with the drama. We saw the plane incident. He He's coming off a major injury. I'm not even sure how good he is anymore. Right. I would shy away. But I admit this, and I have to own this. I'm a sucker. If the superstar, look, KD wanted Jeff Green. Bring him in. They wanted DeAndre Jordan. That was a failure. Bring him in. So I've learned nothing from the mistakes of life. Now, some lessons I've learned in life, like I learned early on, if she cheats on you, you probably should get out. Like I did learn that when I was 20 years old. But this whole superstar thing, I haven't learned a damn lesson. If Aaron Rodgers wants Hotel Beckham Jr., Come on. So you didn't learn if we have to send Jared Allen away for a ham sandwich, that's fine. <laughs> that's Just different. do it. You that's didn't different. learn that. <laughs> that's different. Okay. Very you, different. And look, you are now giving me flashbacks as to why I have, I won't say hate, strong word, dislike for Jets. You're going hardcore Jets Nets it right now. It only took you 17 minutes? You couldn't be more <laughs> Jets Netsy right now. You're Netsy Jets, Jets Netsy right now in a way I've never heard before. Do you want Odell for the Giants, by the way? Uh, yeah, look, I think what we all miss so often is nuance, right? When, especially when people talk about the Daniel Jones contract and we don't, I'm sure you and Craig talked about that at mm -hmm. length. So we don't have to talk about that, but there's nuance. Do I want Odell? Yeah. I want to know why. Look at our receiving core. 100%. I totally get it. But if I'm the Jets and I look at your receiving core and your options, I might feel a little differently. But for the Giants, if that's what we're looking at, you got to take Odell seriously here because of... I mean, I love Isaiah Hodgins. Love, love Richie James. We need help. They got, they got to get better. No, I, I completely agree with you. I guess the way I would look at it with the Giants, and by, and by the way, you're 1,000% right. It, the situations are different. Right. So, I've, and, and my view is if Aaron Rodgers wants him, go get him. Not, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Do you want Odell? No, I'm not interested. I think with the Giants, my view on this, and it's good that they're out there watching his workout. They should. They should be scouting, seeing if he has anything left. My answer is I want better. Adam Thielen's available. He's 32 years old. I don't believe he's on a decline at all. I believe that basically the the targets just went away with the emergence of Justin Jefferson. Bring him in. Like Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is more reliable than Odell Beckham Jr. So I wouldn't be anti-Odell. I would just be more, if I'm the Giants, because you're probably going to lose Darius Slayton. All right, he's probably going to get more money. Sterling Shepard cannot be relied on if you decide to bring him back. And you mentioned it. Hodgins was great last year, Isaiah Hodgins. Richie James, uh, okay. 
you got to get better. And I think the Giants can do and should do better than just Odell Beckham. I am abs- I'm scouting Odell. I am for sure calling Thielen's agent and seeing where his head's at. You, 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 I, the receiving core is so decimated. And look, I, I love Slayton, but uh, the catch it, the drops, I've lost hair because of the drops that he's had in big moments. Literal hair has fallen out of my head when he's dropped some of these passes. So I'm not saying I'm happy to see him go, but I'm, we let's let's reboot this whole thing. Yeah, I'm I'm calling Thielen's agent right away. Because that's part of the nuance of the Daniel Jones conversation. He he, hadn't, he didn't even have a second round. I, I know we're segueing to the Giants. He just needs help. Get him help, or else you can't really judge the contract. You actually have a really good full set head of hair. Like you haven't lost anything up there. Let me see. Uh yeah, well, not bad in the front, the back, and because I'm short, not great. A little a light in the back. I'm 43 years old, but I'm hanging on. I gotta say, I'm hanging on strong. The kids are what makes it fall out too. That's <laughs> what I'm waiting for. And you have two kids. I got two. Yeah. How old are they? Almost four and almost two. Oh, my God. We're in a man-to-man defense getting exposed. How do you handle – I'm sorry. I'm fascinated by this because I've got a four-year age difference. How do you handle what I like to call the double poo? Like, how, <laughs> how do you handle that at the same time? Like, who does what? What if it's really bad at the same time? Like, how do you game plan that? Yeah, and I, I know people without kids love hearing parents say how hard kids are. I know <laughs> I know you all love it out there. Um Here's the easiest way to explain it for parents and for non-parents. Just imagine a fire broke out in your house. How would you handle a fire? <laughs> you would be like, run, get get the most important yeah. thing, do this. We got that. It's basically your house is on fire when it's a double double poo situation. Oh my god, yes. Number one, Brett Gardner. Is he in your phone, by the way? Can you call Brett? Uh, Brett might be in there. Brett might. I could definitely. Though <laughs> that's a DM I'd slide into. Would you? Yes. Do you want? Are you done with Brett Gardner? Would you give him a call? I know it's been a year, but. Eh. I would like to be done, <laughs> but I do understand the uh, the importance of, and dire need of this situation. But, yeah, I'd like to be done. All right. You know, I think they're done because I had read two weeks ago, and I believe this is so disrespectful. I am so sorry to the Yankee fans out there, that last year the Yankees would not give away his locker in spring training and during the season. They never gave it away. They were holding it out. Ah, you never know if he comes back his locker. They gave it away this year. If that's not bad enough, I know who they gave it to. I am so sorry. Break the news. Go ahead. I didn't break the news, in fairness. I think I read it on (laughs) MLB.com. Brian Hoke probably had it. They gave it to Aaron Hicks. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's tough. They gave it to Aaron Bleepin' Hicks. So maybe the door shut on Gardner. Now, what about Jerickson Profar? That guy still hasn't signed as a free agent. You want to bring his ass in? Stick him in the outfield? I think they might have to. I, well, at least they're, they're probably having that conversation right now. They have to be. I think so because one of the options they have, and I mentioned this the other day in terms of left field, was play standing in right field all the time. Like, make him an outfielder again. That is their best option. Like, right now, if you go standing right, Judge in center and whomever in left, like the the battle that we were supposed to have, whether it's Oswaldo or it's Aaron Hicks or it's Florial or whomever it is, that's and then you DH DJ LeMahieu or you DH Glaber. That's probably your best option. But I don't know, man, if they've got the guts in April, especially to stick stand in the outfield. Every Talk day. about a strained oblique. <laughs> I mean that 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 you have a strained oblique in right or wherever. Like that, he, I mean, history has shown us. Yes, he loves to play the field. We all know that. He said he loves playing the field. He does, yeah. I don't know if his body could hold up. Yeah. I don't know. The, the one thing is that he's never gotten hurt playing the outfield. Like, all the injuries he's had. I remember there was one injury he had when he was hitting in the cage. I, I remember that was one injury. It was like, oh, yeah, he hurt himself hitting in the cage. So, 
I know it feels like there's more risk of him playing the outfield, but we haven't seen him get hurt playing No, the but outfield. it is a numbers game. It's just uh, if you're just talking about percentages of even randomness of injury, right. if he's out there in the field, that goes higher. And he has shown that the randomness injury bug it does hit him. Yeah. There's a part of me that also thinks, so Estevan Florial was a prospect for many years for the Yankees. Yes. And we've heard his name a lot. We've <laughs> barely seen him play. He's out of options, which basically means if he's not on the roster, they lose him. They put him on waivers. Somebody else would take him. I would almost look at this as an opportunity, like a last ditch. All right, you know what? Let's find out. Let's find out about this guy. Let's stick him in center field. We know he can play the position defensively, and let's see what he can do for two weeks. And let's just say, and if it's bad, we move on and we realize, okay, we wasted our time on Estevan Florial. And I think in this new world of baseball, where so many teams make the playoffs, that you can afford to do it. You, know, you almost have the ability now to kind of give guys more rope and opportunity because the Yankees are not bad enough where they're going to bury themselves in April. That's right. almost impossible to do. And you ha- that's what I meant when I said, you, you know, we talk about the length of the season. You, you almost have to use that to your advantage here and try these things because it's really getting, to me, it's getting alarmingly desperation time for these these cases, these issues we're talking about. So I think you, I think you have to try Stuff like that. Or you go sign someone. Like you said, you go sign someone and hope for the best. And that, that to me, is proven to be less effective. I think when it's like an in-house thing, you just know those players better. So you want to take that shot. Yeah, plus you got to give Jurisson Profar money. You know, right. I, I don't think it's a lot, but it's probably like 8 or $9 million. He still hasn't signed. He's actually playing in the World Baseball Classic for Netherlands. And one quick thing about the WBC. These crowds are insane. Like in Japan, it's amazing. They're to watch. singing, they're yeah. dancing. Like it's like I, soccer. It's like it's like yeah. World Cup games. Can we start doing that here in New York? No, no, that's not happening. Why not? We can't sing during a Met game uh, or a Yankee game in October, bro. Well, you know, you'll have trumpets at the Met game. You'll have your you'll have your uh, wonderful uh, copycat trumpet situation. Sure, what that? What, what, what was that? You know what I'm getting at? The copycat chart copying what? Uh, but he has trumpets when he comes out? An amazing out? closer coming out to music and using high-end cameras that are just not lying around anywhere to film him in slow motion, fast motion, high def, 4K, 5K. And doing it once was really cool. That was dope. I loved it. I, by the eighth time, I was like, I get it. I get it. I'm not saying don't play the trumpets. I'm saying don't jam it in my face, even on Twitter, when I'm not trying to look at Matt stuff. There it is. There's your uh, inner Met hatred. You got an issue with Edwin Diaz's trumpets? I don't have an issue with it. I think it's great for the fans in the stadium. I have an issue with trying to jam it into pop culture as a thing. Why? Because it was cool. It was cool. Was cool. The key word in there is was. What? It's overblown now? Yes. I think when you shoot it 15 times with all those different camera angles of him coming out of the bullpen, like it's some, it's, they're trying to make it mystical. And I think he's an amazing closer. And maybe it'll become mystical one day. Right. It's not mystical. We know what's mystical. What's mystical? Enter Mariano. the Sandman oh, is mystical. Well, first of all. Come on. Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer in the history of, of baseball. I could actually argue and tell my kids someday that the greatest baseball player I ever saw was Mariano Rivera. I can make that argument. I never saw someone as good at his job than Mariano Rivera. I mean, that's a that's not a crazy statement, right? No, I I he's 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 probably my Third favorite Yankee of all time. Third favorite Yankee. Well, I, I just, and again, Jeter eclipsed one. That's fine. Mattingly as a kid, because of my childhood, was two. And then Mariano's. You three. know what, though? Before I say this about Mariano, I'm proud of you. What? I'm proud. I'm ve- I actually like what you just said. Oh, you're said. setting me up for a negative comment. No, right now. not never. I would never. I'm proud that you are one of the few 
that grew out of the Mattingly infatuation enough to say Jeter's number one. I had well, it's because yeah. there's a lot of Mattingly guys, and I respect like BT's a Mattingly guy, and it's great. But Derek Jeter blew him away. Yes, right? yes. It, the, but the biggest shame is that you know, just if you, it really is such a shame of when he ended it, and then they go on that run. That I'll never get over. That I sucks. still will feel bad. That sucks. But yeah, yeah I mean. You know, and we watched Yankee. You, you talked about football porn, Yankee porn, that Jeter doc. We all saw it. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So, yeah, yeah he's great. no, he's by far number one. I got the chance to meet Rivera, and I, w- it, I was more nervous than meeting any. You know, I've met a lot of actors, never really been nervous. You put me in front of Mariano Rivera, my hands were shaking. <laughs> well, I mean, he's God. I was real nervous. He's a closing God. With that said, uh, his intro was not as good as the Edwin Diaz trumpets. It's just not. Uh, better closer, again, of course. There wasn't better, the better cameras answer. back then. <laughs> nah, it's just enter Sandman. It's whatever. Oh, great. It's Metallica. Let's oh, all... great. The game's over. We hear, we heard the song. We could just get out of here because we know the game's over because he's coming down to mow everybody down. I'm not down. arguing he isn't better. Of course. Uh, here it is. See? It's, it's he's going to put your whole dreams to sleep. I, 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 get, I get the reason for it. All right. When did you fall out of love with the trumpet? I still haven't. Oh, come on. What are you talking you're about? Gonna be, you're going to be at the city field. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be doing that? Dude, I've got an Edwin Diaz bobblehead at home in which if you press a button, the trumpets play. <laughs> now, my son plays with that all the time. He thinks it's the coolest. I get it. Yes. But, you know uh, what I would have fallen out of love with the Edwin Diaz trumpets? To, to, to seriously answer your question. Once he blew a big game, and last year, partially because the Mets didn't give him opportunities in the postseason, he didn't blow a big game. Like, there's no moment of Edwin Diaz collapsing from last year. There is from 2019, obviously, but not from last year. So, for me, he was still that mystical, dominant figure who's not the reason they lost. And I think the trumpets are awesome. And here's the real big difference. Right? <laughs> we're like children arguing this. The trumpets were a song we never heard before. Enter Sandman. Come on, man. We've all heard Metallica. Big freaking deal. Wait, have we never heard the trumpet song before? I never heard it before. Uh, do you think original. anyone's ever heard it? you think it's an original Edwin Diaz song? I think basically Timmy Trumpet had five people who heard the song, and Edwin Diaz made him famous. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's listen, my favorite answer. I'll accept you hating on NRC. And you're right. Edwin Diaz did not blow any big games. Didn't. The rest of the team just had to collapse. Well, yeah, I guess. Right. You're right. Sure. <laughs> yes. Look, if you can, if you, you know, Get some playoff saves for years and years and years, and then I'll say I want to hear the trumpets. Yeah, but it's right tough now, to blow a playoff game when your starting pitcher gives up seven runs and, <laughs> runs and gets booed off the field. Edwin it's Diaz tough. Is no, I'm just saying you're right. Definitely it's not. not definitely it's, not. It's, definitely, he's right. Definitely not. That's what it's, it's tough to blow that game as a reliever. But I've noticed this because like you're not the only one. Keith McPherson does a great job doing nights here. He was mocking when they brought Timmy Trumpet to City Field for the Dodger series, the live performance, and he was mocking it. And saying, up, oh, that's when things went to hell for the Mets. Yes, he's right. I mean, he's right. I think he's right. How did things go to hell? Because they started losing the bad teams because Timmy Trumpet played a trumpet on a Wednesday you know, afternoon? You were talking so much before about karma and all this stuff. And now you're bringing the guy to L.A. and you're trying to jam this trumpet in, in everyone's face. Well, first of all, that's not bad karma. Celebrating your own guy with a song is not bad karma. Emmanuel quickly dancing in Boston, bad karma. Implying that you are a lights-out closer for years and years that deserves a historic entrance. Because they tried to make it a historical entrance. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool in the beginning. And then when you keep doing it, you're trying to make it a thing. To me, you're telling me, oh, this game's over because Diaz is coming in. Oh, we heard the trumpets. Game's over. That's that's karma. But it was. For a while. it's a, Look, if Edwin Diaz had blown a game that cost the Mets this season, I would buy this 
dopey point. I it's won. not a dopey point. You're you talking did. about karma. You're all a bunch of jealous dopes. That's what I've learned. <laughs> That's what I think about you Yankee think they fans. Won because of something I said. <laughs> That's right. He's right about that. All right, let's get to some of your calls. How about Jeff and Howard Beach? What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Jerry? What's up, Evan? Hey, real quick, can I give a shout out to my son, bro? He just made the Dean's list at college. Nice. Good for you. Good Congrats. for him. Hey, c- congratulations, Tyler Mashore, buddy. Way to go, buddy. I'm awesome. my university. Great to thank hear, you. man. Uh, thank you. Uh, real quick, hey, Jerry. I called the show a couple of weeks ago, and I asked Craig a question about my favorite show, which was Entourage. Oh. And I don't know if you I don't know, Evan, if you remember. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on. Jeff asked us a trivia question about your character. Oh, boy. And did, yeah. did you stump? I think you stumped us, right? Well, you, Craig got it after a little while. He's like, uh, I think it's Sal. Well, hold on, but Jeff, 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 before we continue, let me tell you a little secret about my friend Craig Carton, who I love. I adore him. When he ums a few times, that's okay. code for let me go on the computer or let me give Tommy time out. to find the answer. But, yeah, the question was what was Turtle's real name? Wasn't that the question? Well, I asked you just to name the four characters, and you were like, oh, that's easy. And you said drama, Vince, uh, but when you got the Turtle, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want Turtle. I want his real name. And you guys thought, but then he came up with it. But I didn't want to call him out. Yeah, but real quick, it, so. real quick. Do you know Turtle's real name, Jerry, as the actor are who you, played him? Are you him? asking me? Yeah. Like, did you know it was uh, Sal? Yes. It's, it's, it's actually Sal Asante, and there's a really great story behind it. Quickly, um, one of my best friends growing up uh, passed away very young, like 23 years old. And um, I'm not saying he was Turtle, but in my mind, he had that kind of fun spirit. And... Uh, I asked our showrunner, Doug Allen, in like season two, is Turtle ever going to get a name? He said, ah, in season eight. I'm like, we're not getting to season eight. <laughs> so one day in uh, like season six, the script showed up in my house, and he, without telling me, named Turtle Sal Asante. So uh, that is, awesome. it's one of the nicest awesome. things awesome. anyone ever done for That's me. That's awesome. That is awesome. Awesome story. I actually, I ain't gonna lie, I still watch episodes because I don't like regular TV. I hate commercials. I was just watching the episode the other day when you guys go to Vegas and slap around Seth Green. <laughs> so I do love the show, and I still watch it. Um, that being said, a couple of football things, bro. Um, for a Giant fan, you know who you want to get? Don't get Odell Beckham. Go sign Mike Gusecki, okay? Uh, he's a really good tight end. He just didn't work with our system. And for the Jets, um, we don't want – I mean, sorry. I'm a Dolphins fan. I, I don't know if everyone remembers. I don't want Tom Brady. All I want is for my MVP quarterback to stay healthy for 17 games because if he does, he puts up better numbers than all those other guys in front of him. He just has to stay healthy. I agree, dude. And if he does, we'll be fine. I, agree. You know, I, I'm trying to figure a good comparison. And I mentioned earlier that when Peyton Manning was going on his tour, coming off the neck injury, the Jets were rumored, and I was against it because they had Mark Sanchez. Right. Because that was my guy. And obviously, it turned out to be dead wrong. If I was a Dolphin fan right now, if to what I saw Tua do in the first half of last year, where he legitimately played like an MVP, and even like guys like Craig wouldn't give him credit. Ah, his passes don't look good. He's underthrowing this guy. I'm like, dude, who gives a crap? The results are there. And I thought he was disrespected, and I, there's a reason why, and it, it bothers me. But uh, people hate him because he's a lefty, and that, it annoys me. <laughs> they don't like the way the ball comes out of a left-hander's hand, and this is personal to me because I am a lefty. And I believe that when people were mocking my shots playing basketball the other day, it's because I'm a lefty. 
They, just like, they like mocking lefties. Other than left-handed swings in baseball, which everyone thinks is beautiful, except for mine, of course, because it isn't beautiful, lefties get the short end of the stick. So I think Tua was getting kind of hammered unfairly. But, dude, if I'm a Dolphin fan, I'd be afraid to not give him another opportunity. I don't think if, if the concussion situation isn't as bad as it was – yeah, I don't even if even if to his end of year was similar to sort of how it was going when you saw he was like playing concussed and not looking like himself. It what he did before that was plenty enough to be confident rolling into this season with him. The best case scenario for the Dolphins is that he's healthy and he can 100%. play. It's not I'm not no Brady, no Rodgers. Best case for the Dolphins is Tua can play and he's healthy. And shocking that you it must drive you nuts that the Knicks start three lefties then if you have this lefty. <laughs> it must drive you must lose sleep that bothers the Knicks me. start three lefties. I know. Bothers me. It must drive you crazy. I was like, man, I wish I had that. You wish the Nets had three lefties. <laughs> that oh, it'd be so good for you. I got a soft spot for lefties and redheads. You know? <laughs> sure. Now, I'm not even a redhead anymore. I used to have much redder hair and now it's like brownish i don't know what the hell happened but yeah redheads and lefties and you know lefty redheads were dying out true story there's only like uh 500 of us left in the world well, you know why <laughs> what is that because no one wants to mate with you oh, Whoa. Look at this guy. <laughs> that's look at off this the guy. top rope right there <laughs> Unbelievable. you know thomas jefferson was a lefty redhead true story yeah, I that's... think you upset him a lot by calling the Entourage theme song cheesy. I think I know. he really got to him. <laughs> no, this is what we do. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but that one felt like a little extra. That had a little extra oh, that was, on it. That's, uh, but it's, if it's, I, it's funny because it's true. If I really <laughs> wanted to hammer Big Macs, like you know, you know, with all your friends, the soft spot, the spot that would bother them. Yeah, you cut them deep. So for me, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If I ever really annoy you, talk about my man boobs. You do that, you got me hurt. Because I know they exist, and I'm you know self conscious about it, but that that hurts. Like that's a, you know, mocking the Mets to the Nets. It's like yeah, I'm used to that. You go right there to the MBs. We got a problem with Big Mac. All you got to do is watch this. Watch how much I piss him off. <clears throat> Anthony Volpe is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look how angry he is. His 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 resting that's, B that's face is one, getting though. angry. Though. It's a new one. It is. It a new bothers owl. me a little bit, but it's a new one. What's yours? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, because you know I'm short. That's never bothered me. Uh, I would definitely was overweight for a while. That never bothered me. Because uh, you knew you could change it. I can't change the short thing, but no, yes, the, the overweight weight, thing. The I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I tried very hard to change it. I don't know if I really have one that like if you say to me I'm 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 like I'm spinning out of control for a minute. Wow. Now I got to figure it out. <laughs> it might take you a minute. I mean, it's there. My wife knows what it is. Oh, she does. <laughs> Probably. Huh. She probably created She probably found it existed. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Well, by the way, SNY, thank you from Grubhub. You know what my wife knows that bothers me? If you And callers do this to me all the time, and they don't even do it on purpose. When you claim I said something, I didn't say. It's like the old friend says, I didn't say that. Except I really didn't say that. So if like you looked at me right now and said, Evan, you know, I can't believe that you said that Jacob DeGrom, you're glad he's gone. You're glad he went to Texas. And I, I would get very upset. Like, I never said that. What the, what the bleep? That, that's another one. That's a soft one right there. Well, you know, I guess this isn't the same, but it's on par. If you don't tell the whole story, like if you just pull the parts that make me look like, and, uh, you know, you, you talked about it on these airwaves yesterday with that giant situation mm -hmm. where I was there. To, like, that was told from one side. And if I don't get my side. Oh, yes. If I don't get my side, that's yes. where I, I really, you could get me like that. We do need to address this in fairness to Jerry. Um, and we'll do it coming up. I'll tell you an exact time so you can set your clocks <laughs> right at 420, which is a magical time. 
we got two accusations against my guy, Jerry Ferrara, that he needs to respond to. One is an accusation Craig threw out on the air about an incident before a Giant game involving, hey, you want to meet Turtle? The other one is a basketball accusation of you wanting to call a lot of fouls. So the floor will be yours. We'll set it up. We'll even play the audio coming up at 420. So get ready because you get to defend your good name. I'm already, my ears got hot. I'm already fired. All right. This is going to be the longest 16 minutes of his life. <laughs> uh, let's go to Matt in Waldwick on the fan. How are you, Matt? Hey, what's going on, guys? Jerry, uh, you're doing a great job today. Uh, Evan, before I knock you down a little bit, I got to praise you, man, because you can uh, bounce from co-host to co-host. Uh, doesn't matter the age, the person, so... Really solid, uh, you know. Thank you. It's been very and, fun. Uh, it's been, been very fun going co-host to co-host <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but um, anyway, now I got to knock you down a little bit. So, you know, back to that, uh, the Jets, Giants, you know, fan talk. Um, as a 49er fan and uh, listening to the hometown teams around here, the Jets are just, you know, you guys and you fans, like, you haven't done anything, you know. Uh, you can't develop quarterbacks. You claim your defense is top five when it's not, you know, uh, and, and all you do is talk about, like, oh, we're going to get Brett Favre, we're going to get Tim Tebow, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Like, establish a team, establish a foundation. Like, build a team, build a quarterback, and then talk about doing something. And, and like, yeah, right, like, Daniel Jones wasn't even talked about really this week. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. You guys on the way home. Matt, can I argue with you about Jets, something? Jets, 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 Jets. <laughs> and I think, you're, I think you're the ultimate fan mush for your teams, the Jets, the Mets, and the Nets. I'm be oh, I'm a fanboy, but usually I expect bad crap to happen, so it's not positive no, fanboyness. He calls second time you were called a fan a mush today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, let me. Can I counter something yeah, to I don't you? Know, man. I, the mush part I can't counter. I'm a giant mush. But you said <laughs> you got to build something, right? You got to build something. The Jets have built something. Like, don't you think that what? their roster? A good roster. They built a roster. It's not like they're trying to buy a super it's, team. It's this the isn't NFL. the Nets. They're the trying NFL. to add a quarterback to their roster. By the way, when the Niners went to a Super Bowl, you did it with a quarterback that you had added from somewhere else. <laughs> we've argued this. <laughs> we've talked about this. You know I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy G. He overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. But I get it. So that being said, it's the NFL. you got to have a good roster, right? Yeah, I get that. And in which you guys have a decent roster, but it's not like – like, all I heard this year was how good the Jets' defense was, right? But some of those games could have been won by your top defense. I, I agree. So here's what I would say about the Jet defense. They didn't force enough turnovers in the second half. No one could argue that. And they would not, in certain moments, especially late in the year, get the big stop. The Lion game is a great example of it. But when you look at the 17-game season, they were top five defense. They were. I mean, whatever metric you want to look at, they were a really good defense. But those critiques about not forcing turnovers or inability to get that big stop, which did happen numerous times, that's fair, too. No one say they're a perfect defense. I'm not saying they're the 85 Bears, but wouldn't you agree, Jerry, as a football fan, that this was still a top five or top ten defense in the NFL? What I think is, if if you if they did do all those things you said, if they got more stops, if they caused more turnovers... They probably get that Dolphins playoff seed, uh, spot, but I, without the quarterback, you, you're probably losing. Ju- maybe not right. even as impressively as the Dolphins did. The Dolphins hung around in that game, right? So, uh, yeah, maybe you would have got to the playoffs for sure. But the big 
question. Problem is you don't have I – and mean, maybe it is Mike White. Who knows? I don't know. We didn't see him enough. He got hurt, but you, it was the quarterback. Well, that's, just, why, but that's why the argument our last caller made about, you know, the quick fixes, you got to build something. They are building something. Yes. Yes. I mean, on that videotape last night – videotape, I found something like I'm 50. On that <laughs> live stream last night, Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. Brees Hall could have been Offensive Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. Like, are they not building something? They're a quarterback away from being really good. Not even saying a Super Bowl team. Really good. Yes. So what pisses me off to no end is when people make this comment about you're looking for the quick fix. Jerry, they built a roster. It's not, you know, that, yeah, I, I, God, I'm going to defend this team again. I can't believe it. It's not a quick fix situation. It's just not. There's not like they're not plugging holes. They have to address the most important position in sports. Yes, <laughs> that's what. The, that's it, not is a the quick, most, it is the most important. That's position That's not in a sports. quick fix. It's the most important position in sports. Now you do need a roster, but they they have it, and they have a good pick this year. So and, it's only going to get better. And that's why I don't think there's any other team interested. Because name me the other team in the NFL. And there's a few we could kind of go off about or argue about that are literally a quarterback away from taking that massive jump to being a contender. I don't think the Raiders fit that bill at all. I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think this team fits, but I think in the end, again, taking in their situation, I think if the Panthers had a real quarterback, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team by any stretch, but in the NFC, that's a playoff team. Yeah, the division far. is so bad. The division's so bad. And yeah. the conference, again, it, it, they don't have 10 great quarterbacks. They don't have five great quarterbacks in the NFC. It's incredible, right? So I, I think if, you know the Panthers are a frisky, fun team with a good quarterback. But no, I, look, I just worry if Rodgers not playing for team retirement at this point. That's really the biggest competition. That's crazy. Imagine, that he walks away. Imagine losing to team retirement. Oh, God. That's a that's a very Jetsy thing right there. I think that's worse than him going back to the Packers. For sure it is. Yeah. That's, the la- that's him saying, I don't want to go back to Green Bay. You know what? <laughs> I don't want to go here either. I'm out. Those are my two options. I choose retirement. Yeah, that would be the worst. I agree. That's the most pathetic one. Joe's in the Bronx. What's up, Joe? Hey, Evan. A uh, huge fan of you and Craig. Congrats on, you know, the show being, you know, a year plus. We appreciate uh, it. Jerry. Jerry, huge, huge fan. Uh, I actually just finished binging uh, Entourage for I don't even know how many times. Nice. Uh, I, I, I binge it at least twice a year. Twice uh, a year? That's impressive. And, and it's not just me. Me and my boys in the group chat, it's always going off on uh, Entourage trivia. Oh, how, how's it holding up on the second two, twice a year? Uh, how does the show hold up still in 2023? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. <laughs> easily, easily. My man. Wait, wait, I'm curious if, Joe, you invited, and I'm not putting you in a spot to have to say yes, but let's say they invited you to Entourage Trivia Night. As <laughs> yes. somebody that yes. was on the show, and I assume you haven't binged it. Maybe, maybe you've watched it once or twice. I don't know. You tell me. I, I definitely haven't binged it. I've seen the episodes <laughs> okay. at some point, but I, I was in. I, you know, I have a different kind of memory because I read the scripts a bunch of times. So, do I've you think you it. would win Entourage Trivia? Oh yeah, for sure. You'd kick I, his ass. Yeah, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I would be a worthy I opponent. I would hope. I would hope so, but I don't know. The only reason I ask, and I, I know this is going to make me look pathetic, but I own my patheticness. <laughs> So I listen to a podcast uh, hosted by, and I'll let you make your point. I apologize. A podcast hosted by Jenny Garth and um, uh, Tori Spelling, in which they go back and rewatch old episodes of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yes, and Jenny Garth doesn't remember <laughs> anything. She said, "Oh my God, Kelly gets together with Dylan." Like she forgot basic stuff, which leads me to think that some actors probably are like, "Yeah, I did it. I don't remember everything." But then some actors are like, "No, I remember everything." Because Tori Spelling remembers everything. And Jenny Garth doesn't know a damn thing. And I have a good memory, which is going to serve me well at 420 when I get to make my case for everything. <laughs> it's going to serve me very well. I have a great memory. I think I would be a really tough opponent for you in uh, Entourage that, Trivia. That's where I'm trouble with the memory. But my brother-in-law, he's it's the the trivia he comes up with and, and the, the quick answers is unbelievable. He's not like Craig where he's, he's umming for a few seconds and Googling that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Shots. <laughs> And it's also good that HBO Max finally got uh, the movie on, so you could binge the series straight into the movie now. Yeah, and by the way, I did. When me and my wife first got together, we, we used to binge a bunch of shows. We binged Entourage, and we binged it right into the movie. Freaking Fantastic. tremendous. Yes. And that's the it's way the great. movie was and, intended to be a big episode, you know? Yes. That's how it yes. was intended exactly. to be. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Uh, my my one question to you, Jerry. Uh, you said you went from Mattingly to Jeter. No Bernie in between? Oh, I look! I love Bernie. Love Bernie. I, I I don't think Bernie Williams gets enough credit, especially when you look at like his po- not not even close. Right, especially when you look at what he did in the postseasons. Oh. I mean, he I, Bernie is beloved, and he's he's on my he's probably in my top five all time for sure. But like when you just look at Jeter and the captain and all, yeah, he surpassed me. Bernie, I'd probably say is four or five, maybe even Bernie. The, me. the best part about Bernie is that he bridged the bad into the good. Right. Like, he was a part of the bad at yes. the end and then bridged it into the good. But your all-time favorite player is not a quantifiable thing like, oh, I'm looking at this stat. I'm looking at what this guy did. Sometimes you just fall in love with guys for whatever reason. Yeah, but I've always I've always loved our huge home runs in the postseason. Oh, he was, he was incredibly and close. We, talk, we talked off the air about, you know, no one bats 300 anymore. You could almost pencil him in for 302 every year. I, yes. I loved Bernie. 
And what was cool about Bernie, and I know he wanted to, is that the Yankees basically dumped him at the end. They had no interest in him coming back. And Bernie Williams had opportunities to play elsewhere. Uh, I heard the Mets gave him a chance to come to spring training and be on the that team. That would have been tough. No, no, I'm, I'm glad he did. Yeah. I'm glad, I think that's kind of cool. Now, I know that some guys will bounce around with one team at the end and you forget about it. Like Joe Namath played for another team. And we all just forget about it. Patrick Ewing, your guy, played for other teams. But you just try to plop it out of your memory. But it was cool that Bernie never played anywhere. All your guys never played anywhere. Mariano, Jeter, Andy, you know, he has a little respite in Houston. But, yeah. We forget that, too. No one one remembers that. (laughs) No one remembers that? No one remembers he went there for a couple years. You know why? Because he got hurt a lot of that time in Houston. He barely pitched. He pitched in the World Series. Yeah. Did he pitch in the (laughs) old five World Series? I remember these Houston years very well. (laughs) It bothered me a lot. Yeah, no, it bothered all of us. But at least he was able to right the wrong by coming back. Yes. And that's that's why I think maybe I go Bernie four, Pettit five. No, I'm sorry. Wait. Maybe Bernie four, Posada five, Andy six because he left. It makes me very bitter that you have so many guys that you can go back and forth on. On this guy's my favorite. That guy's yeah. my favorite. I'm so. We didn't even get to Paul O'Neill. We didn't even get to. Uh, that. <laughs> I know. You got to go to Rico Bronia. Uh, Tim Raines. Yeah. Oh, oh, Rock Raines. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we're nerding out today. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Let's go to Corey and Montclair. Hey, Corey. Evan, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Nothing much, man. I'm a big fan. I don't think you get enough credit, but. You're not saying what you do. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, I just want to make a point real quick. I think the solution to the Yanks' problems right now in outfield would be Brett Gardner. I think he needs to make a comeback. Brett I saw him last year. Gardner th- is back. <laughs> <laughs> I think he need. I think he needs to make a comeback. With, you know, with that photo that came out last year uh, with the guys out and dinner and all that stuff. I think that would be a big. Uh, and big... also, speaking of Brett Gardner, I want to make something very clear. I made an accusation about a week and a half ago, Jerry. I've gotten into pickleball. I've taken up pickleball. Wow. I'm at, I'm at war with some pickleballers. What does that mean? Because they try to, I, when I play pickup basketball, we take up one half of the court. They got the other. There's four basketball players and 90 pickleball players. They want us off the court. <laughs> I would never do that. They try to chase us off the court. Really? Yeah, they don't feel we deserve the real estate. Well, listen, first of all, I want to make something clear. They don't represent all pickleball uh, players. I appreciate that. Uh, but I love pickleball. And I was playing pickleball, and I saw this bald gentleman who was pretty jacked. And I thought it was Brett Gardner, and I came on the air and said, listen, I think Brett Gardner was playing pickleball. I have confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, it was not Brett Gardner. <laughs> Shocking. Okay, because I went back to play pickleball a few days ago, and I saw the same bald man, and I got a better look at him. Not Brett Gardner. Did he fit the like the, the parameters, like height, Dude. and like he fit all of it? He Not only did he fit all of it, he was playing lefty. Like, I saw him throw one of the pickleballs at one point back to the other guy. Lefty. I mean, what are the odds of that, Jerry? Yeah, I think I think he had a, it was a shot. You were in the ballpark. I had a shot. So he's not playing pickleball. He's active and ready to go. So as soon as Brian Cashman makes that call, there you go. You got yourself your center fielder, and he has not retired. I, I, I confirm that. Like he didn't file any retirement paperwork, so he is still available for all you Yankee fans. It would be a nice story. It really would. No, it would be a really nice story. I, I, but I mean, maybe I, don't, I just don't see it as the answer. Maybe it's the answer for a month. I don't know. All right. I don't think it's going to happen. Don't worry. I think Brian Cashman is off that drug finally of uh, Breck Gardner. <laughs> we feel it's fair around here that if someone throws an accusation your way, you should have a chance to respond. So the other day, uh, when Craig was mentioning that you, the great Jerry Ferrara, fitting in, uh, sitting in for Craig today, was filling in, Craig decided to tell a story that you would like to refute, or at least parts of it that you'd like to refute. And then we took a caller from a guy 
who had a story about you playing basketball that you'd like to refute. So to set it up for our audience, here's Craig. Did, did we cut it down? Because sometimes Craig's stories are very long-winded. Yeah, this is about 45 seconds, but feel free. Once you feel like you've got the gist of it and want to dump out, we can get out That's of it. up to you, Jerry. As soon as you feel like it's been explained enough, what you can say is just cut that crap out. And then he'll kill Craig, not actually, but the audio of it, uh-huh. and then you go to town. All right? I'm ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, he's off today because he's very, very tired, Craig Carton. <laughs> Me and Booms, was, <laughs> we was at a giant game. And uh, at the, I guess it was uh, MetLife Stadium, right? Yeah. And a couple guys were there pregame. We're on the field messing around. And a couple guys, not him, went up to a gal that used to be Boomer's assistant many, many moons ago and said, yo, what's up? Turtle wants to meet you. Hey, what's wrong with that? Turtle wants to meet you? That was his famous name. But it wasn't him. <laughs> like, he had, and I want to be clear, he had nothing to yeah, do with it. Yeah, but that's what famous people do. That's what their friends do. Yeah, their friends go but, up and say, hey, but, do you want to meet so-and-so? But when you say, hey, Jerry would like to meet you, it was, yo, what's up? Turtle wants to meet you. <laughs> and he goes, I never even said that. By the way... Look at me defending you. You, de- you weren't defending me. You were defending the person who went up to the girl. You were like, oh, yeah. that's a good move. I like it. You, I, you were defending him, that person. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. All right, so a couple things to unpack here. And I, just stick with me. I'm only here for the day, listeners. So I'm sorry you got to sit through this, but I'll make it quick. Craig framed it in a nice way when he just kind of rehashed it, taking me off the hook, saying it wasn't his fault because we've talked about it. In year- but when it happened... Years and years ago, when him and Boomer were talking about it, it was not very nice. They were, like, basically clowning me a little bit. They brought Boomer's assistant on the air, I believe. I even think there was, like, a... Oh, there was, like, a... A party at the hotel offer, which... So, let me just paint the picture for you, Mm -hmm. okay? Because you're you're a diehard Jets fan. Yeah. I... This is 2008... Nine. I'm in New York. We just finished wrapping a New York episode of Entourage... I'm at the premiere happened that week. I'm riding high. I get invited to the Giants opening game. Ring night, the ring ceremony. They're getting their rings, and I could come on the field. So I go. I'm trying on the ring. I'm just watching. Michael Strahan comes out of a 60-foot inflatable Super Bowl trophy. If you are a fan, like I am a fan, and I know you are, mm-hmm. are you trying to pick up women no. when that moment is going on lo- no. logically? No. No. That's point number one. Point number two, I was there with two of my cousins, their twins, Christine and Diana, shout outs, their husbands, my in-laws. Are those the people I'm sending up to go pick me up, chicks? My cousin's husband. (laughs) And third point, you want to know the worst way to try to pick up a woman is send your friend up to the girl to talk to her and say, hey, Turtle wants to meet you. Why wouldn't I go talk to her myself? It's me. I got a face. I'm an actor. I know how to talk. I know how to pretend to try to be charming. Why would I send someone else? What hurt about it was I grew up here. I mentioned this place has been very important to me as a kid. Everyone I know listens to WFAN. My The next day, I go to sleep on a high. Giants beat Washington. I remember yeah. Santana Moss had like eight catches for 120. I remember the game well. I was not talking to women. And also, I was in a situation. I didn't have a girlfriend, but uh, I was very happy with what was going on. 
So uh, I wake up the next day. Life is good. I'm on yeah, top of the world. Yeah, I look at my phone and I have 150 missed calls <laughs> and texts. Boomer and Carton destroyed you on the air. My uncle's calling me. What did you do? All this stuff. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm a creep for like a week. It bothered me for years. So was the story made up? No, I 100% believe that some meathead who was at the game gotcha. thought it would be funny and, like, watch this and walked up to her. No, she's telling the truth 100%. Right. Walked up to her and said, hey, you want to meet Turtle? Uh, I, that, that did happen. I, I would never deny it. I just got to tell you, it did not come from me or my, my two fr- cousin-in-laws who were married to my cousins who were like my sisters. Never was there a hotel party. What bothered me most about it was it was WFAN. Yeah. And it was, you're almost calling in my Giants fandom to question. If you think I would go <laughs> there while way. I'm trying on the ring, while we're defending the title on Thursday night to to go say, hey, you want to uh, go up to that girl? I want to meet you. I'm just, it just hurt my feelings uh, as a Giants fan. Yeah, no, I get that. That's what bothered me. See, but, you hit me right at the beginning. As soon as you said it's an important game, the rings, I'm like, you're damn right. I ain't looking at anybody. I mean, do you, I'm telling you, everyone I know called and texted me that next morning. Do you everyone. Think, do you think that the person who did it, who was probably drunk at a Giant game, knew you or knew of you? Like, knew- was it someone setting you up to look like an ass? Or do you think it was a random guy who was like, oh, that's Turtle over there. Look what I'm going to do. I think it was someone who knew who I was. Okay. Uh, I, 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 look, I think the Turtle character did a lot for chubby guys with beards and Yankee hats. <laughs> also a very common thing in New York City. I think the Turtle character did a lot for those guys. And maybe he was just feeling himself. And, uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Yeah, when I he... haven't said thank you yet, by the way. Thank you very much. My pleasure. It. My I pleasure. Mean, I'm happy I could move absolutely. the ball along yeah. and open doors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just think he, yeah, he just took a shot. But I, I, I was mostly mad that it was Craig and Boomer on WFAN. Yeah. And it was almost calling my New York fandom into question. I've been mad about it for 10 years. Well, now you've cleared it up. I don't think anybody and, listening right now is going to believe that stupid story if Craig ever says it again. And guess what? He will say it again because he repeats stories over and over and again. And Craig, to his credit, and thank you, Craig, uh, you, 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 you took me off the hook a little bit. Uh, when you, when you frame the conversation, so I'm very very happy. Yeah, I was I was Chris. I was texting anyone I knew affiliated with WFAN. Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I can see that being a problem. All right, I feel good about that. I think that explains it. Good job out of you. Now we move to accusation number two. Sheesh. I don't know if this one's going to bother you as much, but after we mentioned that you were going to come in, kind enough to do the show with me today, we got a call from a guy who uh, had some things to say about you playing basketball with him. I played in a basketball league in the city down on 14th and 1st, the 6 a.m. league, really great league. I show up one time, Turtles there. I'm telling you, there's never been in all my days of playing someone call an offensive foul until <laughs> Turtles started playing. <laughs> Did he dance like uh, Emmanuel quickly when he wanted the call? <laughs> Pointing the other it, way? That, I, but, I could not believe it. Like interesting. I, I, I'm telling you. And, and then a week later, I'm with my cousin who, who doesn't play in our basketball league. He, he plays up, up in the Upper East. And I tell him, oh, last week, showed up to the 6am league, play basketball with Turtle. He goes, oh, man, we can't stand when he comes down. <laughs> wow. By the way, I apologize for the Emmanuel Quickly joke. It was uh, no, very okay. much related. So, this guy says you call fouls. 
And by the way, he called you a turtle like five times. Se- several things. Okay, first, and I, if I, if memory serves me, Brian from Livingston, this is your moment, buddy. You're getting a shout-out from me. There you go. And now I'm sorry about some of the things I'm about to say. Uh, no, he didn't say I called fouls. He said I called an offensive foul. So listen up, Brian, okay? I know it's your 6 a.m. game. It's really cool. I, I've been to it a bunch of times. We're all playing ball at 6 a.m. I think it's great. And I always felt good leaving there. Like, wow, I just worked out at 6 a.m. Look at us. Here's what happened, and, and you're, you're screwed because I have a great memory, okay? I don't really <laughs> remember you, per se, but I think I remember the play. And it was in transition, and someone in a morning league who uh, thinks he's better than he is came barreling down the lane, elbows up, chucked up a shot, hit me in the throat, neck with an elbow, and called and won. Now, the shot obviously didn't go in because it had 0% chance of going in. <laughs> Did I put my hand on my head like a ref and go, that way, offensive foul? No. The guy was trying. I said, buddy, that's not a foul. So we were arguing over whether it was a foul, and I said, if anything, it was an offensive foul. Obviously, I'm not calling offensive foul. I'm saying, I can't give you the ball back because you missed the shot. It's not an N1. You took a terrible shot. It didn't go in, and you're looking for a bailout foul. It's our ball. I wasn't saying because you uh, it was an offensive foul. I didn't plant my feet like Marcus Smart and, <laughs> and, get, flop. and, and flop and take a dive and go that way. Because what I will add to that, Brian, from Livingston, I don't know how your pickup games were in Livingston. I'm sure they were tough. Uh, I grew up in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. I played everywhere in Brooklyn. If you call an offensive foul in a pickup game, on an outdoor court in Brooklyn, the next thing you need to do is put your hands up because someone's <laughs> going to throw a punch at your face. If you're going to call an offensive foul, you need to be prepared to fight. That's how I grew up playing. That's how I learned the game. So it was an offensive foul. Sure, wasn't calling it. Now we'll move on to your cousin's game. Oh, my cousin. <laughs> Let me guess, your cousin's from Livingston. I love Livingston, by the way. I'm not trying to discredit Livingston, but... I know this exact game, Evan. Do you? Oh, I remember it. Your memory's impeccable. And a bunch of guys who used to hate when I show up. That's interesting. One of them's my dentist now. He (laughs) must really hate me because he cleans my teeth and is done worry. He's my dentist. Another one who's in sports media, done his podcast a whole bunch of times, and still regularly talk to these guys. So that's interesting that uh, they hated playing with me. Secondly, I do talk a lot of trash when I play basketball pickup. I take it very seriously. Uh, this game looks as though what a game would look like pre-shot clock, pre-three-point line. <laughs> That's the quality of the game. And look, I'm not saying I'm great. I would challenge anyone in this game for any amount of money you want to name. You want to have a three-point shooting contest? Name your price. <laughs> I'll put my house on the line oh, against geez. anyone in that game. Anyone. So uh, did I used to get mad at the quality of the game? Yes. Did I talk a lot of trash? Yes. Um, am I sad that I'm no longer in that game? No. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the gist. So I'm sorry they didn't enjoy playing with me, uh, but I think I'm going to keep that dude as my dentist because he's a great dentist. Yeah, sure. You don't want to give up a good dentist. It used to take 10 minutes for someone to make the – you know when you shoot for ball? Yeah, yeah. It would take 10 minutes for someone to make a shot <laughs> Sounds to like see I'm playing. <laughs> right, Evan, you would dominate. You would, you, would, you, would, you would get a massive contract extension in this league. You'd probably be a 15-6-6 six, and six if you played in this game. So just – don't do the thing, Brian, where like you tweet and then you get the guy to respond. You say, oh, I was just kidding. I just want to see if you'd respond. Right. Well, I responded. You, you told like half the story. But you got on the air at WFAN. You did the thing. Yeah. It was dope. 
Let's move on. You I feel great now. You bloodied poor Brian and Livingston. You bloodied him. I don't remember well him, done. but I'm sure. I bet you. By the way, I bet you we had some nice exchanges on the court. I'm sure. Offense. Yeah, I called it offensive foul. I said that way, yeah. and I got. Give me a break. I got Look elbowed in the throat. Do you feel better now, man? You just destroyed that poor guy. I love it. Was that too harsh? No, I thought it was oh, great. It was fantastic. Guys, yeah. pick up basketball is a real thing. We're either going to take it seriously or we're not. What are we doing? Yeah. God and I don't play you, defense anymore, by the way. <laughs> I didn't draw an offensive foul because I'm 40. I don't play defense anymore. <laughs> by the way, I've just been handed this, so I have not read this yet. But uh, this is comments from Packers president Mark Murphy. Ooh. All right, so... I didn't want to read it because, I, A, I wanted to pay attention to your story, <laughs> and then I wanted to read it and kind of hear its context with everybody. So I have no idea what this is about to say. But thank you, Lugie, for bringing it in. Packers president Mark Murphy on a telecast of Girls State Basketball Tournament confirms the team will honor a trade request from Aaron Rodgers if he wants it. He confirms that they gave the Jets permission and that everyone expects a resolution by the start of free agency. There was also this during the Mark Murphy interview. Is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback for the Packers next season? Yeah. I mean, unless (laughs) if things don't work out the way we want them, yeah, we would. He's obviously a great player. So I'm trying to think, what do I take from this? Yeah, there's a scenario. I take it that he's gone, that they don't want him back. I think, yeah, I mean, unless if things don't work out the way we want them. I kind of get the sense, especially in giving the Jets permission, which he confirmed, that they're preparing for him to go elsewhere and that they don't want him back, and they're trying to do that breakup thing where we're not breaking up with you, but we're making it very easy for you to go sleep with that next person. Yeah, we maybe should have led with this instead of all my. Well, <laughs> my I just, no, don't, no, no. don't worry, it was fine. But it is funny <laughs> listening to you read it because you, uh, you know, you were reading it in a way I could just almost tell by the tone you were reading. Like, yeah, I like you're 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 just setting it up. So yeah, they don't. They're done. That sounds like they've they've moved on. It's a it's not you. It's me. And let's be nice on the way out. That's how that read but that read to me. I think it just confirms what we already knew. Right. Yeah, that's my take on this. That. It's confirming, of course, they gave the Jets permission. We all know the Jets flew out to meet him. And that they they want to move on from him. And they're not going to say it. Like, they want, and I think Aaron wants this too, they don't want an ugly breakup. Like, they don't want this to be what Brett Favre was. And that was ugly. Yes, and it, it was, was messy. And it wasn't really good for anybody when you think about it. Like, bad breakups aren't good for anybody. So Aaron Rodgers has said this when he's been on McAfee. I've heard it, that I got nothing but love for the Packers. I got respect for them. I'd buy him when he says that. I do, too. And I think Mark Murphy's basically saying the same thing. Now, he can't say, no, there's no way Aaron's the quarterback for the team. That's kind of a weird thing to say. But reading between the lines on that question, he's either a Jet or he's retired. And I think that these comments by the president of the Packers pretty much confirm what we have been kind of surmising over the last few days. And I can't help but go back to, you know, was it over when they drafted Jordan Love? Like, yes. You know, in any relationship, you mentioned how it's like a guy or someone get in any relationship when you when there is a breakup, you try to find like when was it really over? Because <laughs> it probably wasn't now. It was probably a year ago. Yeah, that might have really been it. So like, look at look at Brett Favre, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers because all three guys were later in their Hall of Fame careers when a quarterback was drafted. So in Tom Brady's case, they draft Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they were winning so much that, and Tom is so the GOAT. Like, I'll be the first to tell you, he's the greatest of all time. 
that there was no way they were able to move on from Tom Brady. would have been insane at that point. And maybe there was some behind-the-scenes stuff with Brady saying, get Jimmy out. I don't know. It was never financially going to work for an extended period of time. So I think in the Brady-Garoppolo case, they chose Brady because they said, hey, we're still racking up Super Bowls. What are we doing? And we're obviously not going to move on from him. Favre and Rodgers. When they draft Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be a moment where they're ready. And think about it. When the Packers moved on from Favre after he, quote-unquote, retired, they had been in the AFC Championship game against your team the previous year. They had success, but they were done. They wanted to see what they had in Aaron Rodgers. Now you've got Jordan Love. They want to see what they have. And the odds are he's not going to turn into Farvin Rodgers. I think we get that. But I think at this point in their career, in their history, they haven't won with Aaron Rodgers the last few years. They have gotten close, but they haven't won. I think they're a franchise who says, we're done. And they were done the moment they drafted Jordan Love because they were planning for the post-Rodgers world. And then with that, right. And that's all true. And then you get to the, the contract that, Aaron got, and I'm not even trying to count his money, but just what it does to an organization, it's going to be hard to be a well-rounded, well-balanced team with blue chippers everywhere with that number out there. So then you have that, and you just, yeah, they need to know what, what's going on with Jordan Love because they, like we were speaking about the Jets and even the Giants to a degree, who's your quarterback? You could be as well-balanced as you want, but if it's not Jordan Love, the Packers need to know, and the Packers need to make some moves yeah. and decisions if if they want to compete. Because that division, it, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, and the and the other thing is, and this to me is probably the most important thing for all of us. He said, "quote We expect a resolution by the start of free agency." Good, because the start of free agency for legal tampering is Monday. Jerry, my fingers hurt from, uh, you know, refreshing Twitter to find out about the future of Aaron Rodgers. This isn't healthy for all of us. I want to spend my weekend with my kids. <laughs> I don't want to be looking at this over and over again. It can't happen. But, but, would you want it to happen on air? Or would you want it to happen either just before you go on air or at night so you could prepare your thoughts? Oh, do you want that want moment now. on air? Right now. Whatever, whatever it might be, uh. whether he's coming or whether he's retiring. No, no, only if he's coming do I want that on air. I already lived with the J- – see, I was very anti-James Harden trade. Like, I was not in favor of it. The one where they uh, got him from uh, from right, Houston. Right, That happened on the air, and it resulted in um, – you know, I kind of went crazy. Remember that whole thing? You could dribble, play- dribble, yeah. dribble, 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 <laughs> fat, fat, fat. Yeah, I started going on like a weird tirade because I, I didn't want the trade, which, by the way, I turned out right about but when good things happen, that's happy. Yeah, that's why would I be- my guy. That's my mother bleeping guy. <laughs> yeah. Who was that for? Uh, do you really want me to tell you? Please. That was when they announced the Kevin Durant extension. Uh, no, that's it. Listen, don't feel bad about that. <laughs> no, no, don't. don't feel no. Don't feel bad about that. You you can't. I was excited. They re-signed him. He's going to be here for four more years. No more talk about he's a mercenary. No more talk about he's just here. Okay, you went too far there. Sleeping with you. He's marrying us. You went too far there. my God. Get me the jersey. You lost me. You went too far. That's too far? You went too far. What was too far? He's not a mercenary. He's marrying us. You went too far. You had it there for a moment, and then you lost I thought he wasn't a mercenary, and I thought he was marrying us. By the way, I was wrong. He was a mercenary, and he dumped us very and quickly. And can you? Be- I, I'm sorry. If the, did you slip on a wet spot in warmups? 
What is, I'm, I feel terrible for this guy. I That's feel awful. awful. I really do. As a basketball fan, that is just yeah. You bite your lip. That's te- no, dude. No, that's I terrible. feel bad. I don't in want him warm to get hurt. In warm-ups. I, I don't want him to get hurt. That's stop. terrible. Let's stop talking about this. I really don't want him to get hurt, okay? All right. I never want him to be hurt, so please stop bringing this up. <laughs> I mean, I, I want him to be healthy. I want him to lose healthily. Right. You want to okay? see him suffer in health. But I'd prefer you not to bring this up because it puts me in an uncomfortable situation where if people see me smiling, they think I'm enjoying an injury. I am not enjoying an injury. I did not want him to get hurt. I didn't want him to slip on the court and injure his ankle. Only a bad person would root for something like that, and that's not me. Anyhow, there's a lot of giggling in there. What are we talking about? There's the moments where you wish you weren't on TV, right? No, I mean, listen, because I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. It's a Friday. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. You're hanging out, which is a nice break from Craig. Like, <laughs> I'm in a good mood. Like, why can't I be happy? I'm going to go see WWE Sunday night. Are you going? Madison Square Garden, oh, house show action. It's amazing. Boys are very pumped up. Are your kids into wrestling yet or not? Not yet. A little too young, but I did go through, and I, I go in and out with wrestling. Uh, so, and right now I'm out just because I have the young kids. But my nephew was, is a big fan, and I took him to a few events. We got to meet John Cena one day backstage. Oh, wait a minute. I we we got I was in the night of Raw. We were like guest hosts. I, you know what? I think I oh, is that the night where Jeremy Piven called it Summerfest? No, no, that's we, a different one. That's a different night. Uh, yeah, Piven. We no, he was by he by was the alone. Way, Lugie knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, Summerfest. <laughs> I know, like it's a music con- festival. <laughs> Like it's Coachella, Summerfest. Yeah, right. So put, you guys hosted Raw? Yes. We, we, when right around the time the movie came out, and it, I think it was like the last event ever at NASA Coliseum, which meant a lot to Connolly, who's oh, a yeah. Long Island guy. Yeah. And they really gave it up for Zack Ryder that night. And yes. that was when Cena was calling everyone out. Yep. And he called out Zack Ryder. And by the way, Zack Ryder, which we found out later, went rogue and like did a, a 360 flip off the top rope, and Cena moves out of the way, knocked himself unconscious. Really? In the match. Because he wanted to show off right. for the home and, crowd. And, like, hits his head, knocks up. We don't know this. And then Kevin Dillon actually gets in the ring and takes a bump with Cena. And Cena ends up just chasing Dillon around the ring, waiting for Zack Ryder to wake up. Oh, that's great. And he finished the match. Ryder wow. finished the match. Did yeah. you take any bumps? No, I wanted to. I should have, man. I really should have. Oh, yeah, man. But you really got I should have. It was. Because- or, if you're not going to take a bump, can you use the steel chair to hit somebody? All I'll say is... Being backstage at Gorilla, which is like that area right before you come out. Oh, oh we know you Gorilla. Know that. I'm, yeah. yeah. I, I, it was like an out-of-body experience. And then walking out and hearing that crowd, I, I just don't I don't think there's any other experience I've ever had that's close that, to that. That may be the coolest thing you've ever done. It's, it's, I, mean, I don't know everything you've done, but that's I, I can't imagine anything better than that. No, I think it's no, it's like that. Kids being born. Marriage. Well, you know what I mean. No, no. The, the of du- course, kids number one. WWE. Marriage. No, WWE is number one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I ain't saying that on the radio or TV. I get, I get quite a talking when I get home. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.